Welcome to the St. Mary AME Church Weekly Podcast. I'm the Reverend James T. Taylor. We're located at 600 South Salem Street in Apex, North Carolina. Currently, we're worshiping in the building on the first and third Sundays at 11 a.m. We also are providing a Zoom service each Sunday morning. On the second and fourth Sundays, that Zoom service was start at 10 a.m., and we were broadcast the Zoom service on the first and third Sundays live. That Zoom ID number is 694-664-2392. The passcode is 647-912. Come go with us as we look into the Word of God for strength and direction. We're ready to start our morning worship experience. Our call to worship is as follows. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the Lord, a rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with song and praise. Amen. At this time, we will have a selection by our new Dimension Choir. Let me, if I can get them going.
Amen. Every praise is to our God. We come this morning to praise him because he worthy to be praised. When we think about what he's done in our lives and what he continues to do in our lives and the lives of folk that we know, we should give him the praise because he's worthy to be praised. At this time, we ask that Reverend Cross come and lead us to the throne of grace. Reverend Cross. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we humble ourselves unto you this morning. Pray, O oh God, that you will continue to be with us as we go through these trying times of, of death, sorrow, and sadness in many families and in many homes. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would just let the Holy Spirit give us comfort and joy in knowing that you are still in charge and all things belong and are of you. Forgive us, Father God, for our sins and our wrongdoings. Bless those that are in bereavement today, O oh God. Bless those that are sick and shut in. And you, God, bless all those that will, will excuse me, bless all those that know that without you, there is nothing we can do. And now, O oh God, please come to this service. Give us a fresh word from on high. Bless our church family, bless our pastor, and bless those that uh, order us around name of Jesus Christ, we everyone pay attention to their own lives and to lift up holy hands and praise you, Father God, for these are times that we need you more than ever. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Cross. And again, let us definitely keep those families that are going through bereavement in mind and uh, a phone call or a card or something, uh, because we all at one point or another we have to go through that process and it's something about having people stand with you as you uh, say goodbye to your loved ones is so important. It, it strengthens and that's what the body of Christ is all about is that we stand together through the good times and the bad. At this time I ask that Sister Thomas, if she will give us our announcements at this time. Okay, let me see here. Announcements. Uh, our second quarterly conference is going. Hello. I'm ready. To okay. Read. okay. Sorry. Go, ahead. Go ahead. All right. We we starting out with our 102nd homecoming is October the third. The members are asked to pay according to how the Lord touches their heart. In addition, we will have the baptism of Brother Stephen Jones, who is also our Man of the Year. Our quarterly conference is October the 16th at 6 p.m. That is on a Saturday. And the reports are due to the pastor by Sunday, October the 10th. And that is scheduled as an in-person event. The pastor's retirement is October the 31st. That is also an in-person event. Please keep in mind uh, that these in-person events are subject to change. Keep our bereaved families in prayer. The Cross family had a nephew to pass, uh, Brother Richard Evans' family, the Jeffers family, and many others. And Ms. Irvin reminded us that Brother Irvin Shaw is also on that list. And Sister and Reverend Kelly's son uh, is recuperating at home now from COVID-19. Hey, the words that baptism is going to be held. It's going to be held in the church. Uh, 
Of course, you know, as Methodists, we have three ways of baptizing, sprinkle, pouring, and immersion. So it's going to be either pouring or sprinkling. So that will be part of, uh, and we will be as efficient for that Sunday as possible. So I'll just kind of throw that out there. Amen. Are there any other announcements? Uh, oh, I will not be with you all next Sunday, uh, but Reverend Cross will be bringing the word next Sunday. So I'm just putting that out there so y'all won't be looking for me, uh, uh, be praying for me. But, but you don't have to be looking for me. Amen. So let us keep that in mind also. Uh, is there any other announcements? If not, let us go to our scripture. Our scripture this morning will come from Exodus, the third chapter. Begin reading at the first through the tenth verse. And what I'll be doing, I'll, again, I always like to go through, I kind of go through several translations uh, to pick out the one that's kind of more uh, relevant, I guess, or easy to understand as we connect it together. So again, Exodus, the third chapter and the first verse, and I'm reading from the Poverty and Justice Bible. Uh, and it reads like this. One day Moses was taking care of the sheep and goats of his father-in-law, Jephro, the priest of Midian. And Moses decided to lead them across the desert to Sinai, the holy mountain. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him from a burning bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it was not burning up. This is strange. He said to himself, I'll go over and see why the bush isn't burning. When the Lord saw Moses coming near the bush, he called him by name. And Moses answered, Here am I. God replied, Don't come any closer. Take off your sandals. The ground where you are standing is holy. I am the God who was worshipped by your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Moses was afraid to look at God, and so he hid his face. The Lord said, I have seen how my people are suffering as slaves in Egypt, and I have heard them beg for my help because of the way they are being mistreated. I feel sorry for them, and I have come down to rescue them from the Egyptians. I will bring my people out of Egypt into a country where there is good land, rich with milk and honey. I will give them the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Emirates, Perizzites, Hevites, and Jebusites now live. My people have begged for my help, and I have seen how cruel the Egyptians are to them. Now go to the king. I am sending you to lead my people out of this country. We're going to start right there. There's 10 verses. And of course, that will be our working text this morning as we go to the, as we go into an in-depth study of the scripture this morning. At this time, I will ask you now that Sister Barbette will come and give us a selection. Sister Barbette. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I apologize. I'm a little tired this morning. Got off late last night. So please pray my strength in the Lord as I sing for you this morning. I have tried to make it all. 
Sir, that's all I got. That's all right. Thank you, Sister Bobette. I mean, and again, it, 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 it leads right up to where we're going. I just love how the Lord does things is that, you know, again, I, I have no conversation about what song is going to be sung. Uh, but it, again, this, this is a segue. This is a bridge uh, to the sermon this morning. So uh, again, we thank you and we know that you were tired, tired and I, I thank you for being a uh, 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 obedient to the call and and I, I do believe that God is going to bless you real good for going beyond the call of duty. Amen. Let Amen. us let us go now into uh, the scripture. Let us pray. God, our Father, we thank you this morning for allowing us to be here and we come uh, to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, let something that will be said that will encourage our hearts, that will bring us closer to you, and that we will be the people that you have designed for us to be. Oh God, we ask now that you let James decrease and let your Holy Spirit increase, that the people will hear you and not James. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I want to use for a topic this morning, just another day. Just another day. As we look at Exodus, we, we see that uh, God is continuing to work towards setting his people free. Moses failed in his own power to set his brethren free. <laughs> but he fled to the desert and seemed to be leading a normal life. Remember this, folk. Failure does not disqualify you for being used by God. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. Failure does not disqualify you for being used by God. Only men and women determine that you are, are no use because you fail. But God don't work that way. Moses is about to find out what it's all about. And what he needs to find out is that God uses broken vessels. <laughs> Saul must be broken to produce a crop. Grain must be broken to produce bread. The pot of Gideon had to be broken to produce a victory. The alabaster jar had to be broken to anoint Jesus. Peter had to be broken of his pride in order to be restored, to be humble, to be used by the Lord. Psalm 51 and 17 says this. The sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. You will not despise a broken and humble heart. Right before this passage, it says that God doesn't desire offerings. God doesn't want offerings that come from pride and self-reliance. He wants us to offer ourselves as a living and holy sacrifice, broken over our sins and our rebellion, our rebellion against his holiness. Paul gave us a, a clear picture of what we are as people. 2 Corinthians says this, 4 and 17. Now we have this treasure in clay jars so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from ourselves. An earthen vessel is nothing more than a clay pot. A common earthward jar. This is a reference to our bodies and abilities and the power of the flesh. All we are to God is a container. You may be brittle, but a beautiful piece of china. 
You may be chipped and, and easily broken, but you're just a vessel. Or you may be a really rugged and, 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 uh, and uh, hunky and heavy and, and not attractive, but it really doesn't matter. God is not concerned about the vessel. You want to know something amazing, don't you? It isn't the condition of the pot, but it's the value of the treasure in the pot. Hmm. The treasure in our clay pots is the light and glory of Jesus Christ. All the better if a few dings and dents and cracks uh, uh, to see the beauty and the glory of Christ. Um, you need to tell somebody, I may have some bumps and, and some bruises, but that just makes me who I am. Uh, and when I think of the goodness of Jesus uh, and who brought me through, I know it had to be the Lord. Don't you imagine that Moses must have felt like he was useless? He was a useless pot. He was raised the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. Taught, trained, and forgotten. But Exodus 3 gives us an up-close and personal look at how God views and how God chooses broken vessels. Hallelujah. Uh, we need to hear let the word know that, that we are not perfect. We all got some brokenness in our very being. Moses has gone 40 years without a word from God. Moses was just like us. He probably told his sheep uh, good night and laid down to, to go to bed. Uh, and when he woke up, he said, this uh, is just another day. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he had breakfast. He washed his face uh, and he counted the sheep and off to the field he went. Um, there was no shooting star. There, there was no sign that, that God was going to speak to him today. Huh? I'm going to tell you, church, huh? there would be no sign when, when God get ready to speak to you. Uh, so stop looking for signs. We live in a world that all we want is signs. Moses' job that morning was to get the sheep out of the ditch uh, and lead them to the pastures. Uh, and, and, and we do the same thing. We, we, we get up and bake breakfast. You, you go to work. Uh, you make your coffee. You, you tell everybody bye. You get your children dressed for school. Uh, and you do the same thing day after day. The very same thing. And, 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 but, and you're not expecting nothing to change on the fourth day of that week. But Moses' day was so normal that if he had a calendar mark, uh, he would have said, this is the 14,600 day that I have been my father-in-law's assistant. Uh, what we can easily miss is that God loves stepping directly into ordinary days and doing amazing things. <laughs> He shows up in, in ordinary situations uh, and speak to ordinary people. I'm so glad that, that God uses ordinary people. God, God uses broken people. God uses folk that will hear his voice and submit their will unto his will. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return. It's just like in the days of Noah, it said, he shall come just like in the days of Noah. We will not know. So we need to understand that we need to be about our father's business. Uh, and regardless of how broken you are, the more broken you are, the more God can get the glory out of your life. 
It's sad when a lot of folks th think they have to be perfect for God to use them. But I'm here to tell you, I, 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 like, I like to deal with folks who have gone through some things. Huh? Oh, the, the, the people that have gone through the belly of hell and came out huh? because they know who brought them out. Huh? They know if it had not been for the Lord on their side, huh? they would not make it. Huh? And they would be more humble. They would be more compassionate because of what God has done done in their life. People will go about their daily business, not even thinking about when Jesus is going to come. That this is how God works anyhow. He, he doesn't need to announce or, or put it on a billboard. Hey, get ready today because there's going to be a change in your life. Some of you came uh, and some of you understand that, that as we uh, look at this, this, this worship experience, uh, you're looking for God to do something in your life uh, because there has to be some kind of expectation. Um, God works by simply stepping into the ordinary day. Hallelujah. A normal routine day we call life and saying what he wants to say and he will do to us what he wants us to be and we need to be obedient to his call. One thing about this here, Moses, that he, he that was just a bush. Sometimes God has to get us curious. Hallelujah in the house. Uh, it's, it's amazing how God can use our curiosity what, what I want you to recognize is that Moses was not curious about religion. It would be easy to make a leap and say he was curious about God and curious about religion. No, this was just another day in the desert taking care of some dumb old sheep. Hallelujah. So I, I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> that God, he loves us enough uh, that, that he will also, he will let us know that he, he, we will use a, he will use a bush to get our attention. What on earth does God use to break through the dry and barren desert uh, that Moses was in? A bush, another ordinary thing used in a supernatural way. I don't know how you picture this bush, but the word in Hebrew just simply means a thorny shrub. Just an old dry bush. Uh, notice it wasn't a bush that was special. Moses has probably seen thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of bushes. What was different about it was in Exodus 3 and 2. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire within a bush. As Moses looked, he saw that the bush was on fire, but was not consumed. If I was face to face with a bush that didn't burn out, I would be curious too. It seems to me like Moses had no idea God was in the bush. He was simply curious about what was going on. Again, it was not the bush that was special, but it was the happening of the bush. God would do that in our lives. Use ordinary things in an extraordinary way to get our attention. What some call coincidence is actually God's divine providence. What should we do when these unusual things happen in our lives? Ah, <laughs> uh, we, we should ask ourselves, what is God trying to tell me or, or teach me in this very moment? Realize that this text is telling us that every ordinary day, through every ordinary moment, God is seeking you. The old saying is curiosity killed the cat. In this instance, curiosity was used to call the man of God.
<laughs> because the bush was so curious. Uh, Moses said in Exodus 3 and 3, th 3 and 3, so Moses thought, I must go over and look at this remarkable sight. Why isn't this bush burning up? Doesn't that make you feel good? He, he didn't see any theological or life-changing meaning in the bush. But his moment of curiosity is leading to a moment of clarity. If you pay close attention, it is at that moment that God chooses to speak to Moses. Exodus 3 and 4 says this. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. Do you realize how hard it is for God to get our attention today? Uh, all the things going on in our lives. Uh, we, we celebrate it uh, 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 or recognize, I could say, that, that in 9-11 when, when so many people died because of a, a terrorist attack on the United States. Uh, there have been earthquakes. There have been, there have been hurricanes. Uh, and there's all this infighting in the United States. Uh, we need to look at this thing and realize that God is trying to tell us something. Uh, and it's more importantly, how do we respond? Do we just think about it and just keep walking? <laughs> Uh, or, or you can just say, uh, I, I almost made it, but it was lucky I got out of it. Uh, but I believe the reason so many church folks never hear from God is because they never take time out of their busy schedule to turn and look at the bush that God has set ablaze. <laughs> Did you stop to pray this morning uh, as you started on your way? Uh, God, all he is trying to say, what on earth will it take? I have done everything. What more can I do to get your attention? What will it finally convince us to stop dead in our tracks and turn aside and consider the things that's happening around us? When God spoke, he said, Moses, Moses, why did God say twice, say it twice? Why did he do the same thing to Abraham, Abraham? Why did he do the same thing to Samuel? Because God shows that he has an intimate relationship with his folk. That's why when you messed up as a child, your mama called you by your full name. She didn't call you half of your name. She called you by your full name. Because she loved you enough. And the same thing, Moses, he didn't let what went on with him to stop him from being what he could be because God has shown us uh, that he that we need to have compassion uh, for one another God never starts with us you, you mean even after Moses fell he fled and he was afraid uh, yes the same is true in our lives the moment God spoke Moses came face to face with his own destiny a moment of destiny. So after 40 years in the wilderness, how, how did Moses respond? Uh, oh, he responded. He said, here I am. Here I am. God is trying to get our attention. Uh, and God is knocking on our hearts. Uh, he's knocking on the door. He's creating situations around us so that we can say, here I am. Let me look at me, God. Moses is finally humble and broken, ready to be filled with God's fire. Understand that God is not impressed with anything about you. 
Oh, I, I, I know folks that told you that you the cat's meow and the world revolves around you, but, but I'm here to tell you the world does not revolve around you. The world is going to keep on revolving when you are not here. So you are not that important. I don't care what folk have told you that you are so important. You are not that important. Only God is that important. And we need to acknowledge that he is getting our attention. He wants to know that you, we are about his business. Your destiny for God's kingdom is not based on what you look like, how much money you got, who you know, how you network. Yo, that is God is not concerned about all of that. But God is concerned with the treasure that he has put in the vessel. Hallelujah. Anyhow, he has put in the vessel. Your, your destiny is for God's kingdom is not based on the vessel. Because you need to understand that you, 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 you were young once, but now you're old. Oh, hallelujah, anyhow. And then God told Moses, come a little closer. Remove your shoes, remove your sandals from your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. If you study the ancient customs, it shows respect of the owner of the house. When you take your shoes off, uh, what on earth is God trying to say to Moses? Holy ground is a separate ground. While Moses is meeting with God, God wants him to separate himself from his past failures mm. and present responsibilities to him. God wants his undivided attention. Uh-huh. It was not that the bush, but it was the moment with God that set things apart. He said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were the heroes of the, of the Hebrews. But if we look close at their lives, what do we find? Each one of these men were broken. Each had to be humble so that God could use them. Moses hid his face and would not look at God. What was Moses' problem? He was looking at himself. Uh, Michael Jackson sung a song, uh, look at the man in the mirror. I'm here to say, look at the man and the woman in the mirror. Because we need to accept who we are so that God can use us if you want to be used by God. But if you want to just do church work, that's, that's all you're going to do. But if you want to be used by God, you got to give yourself. You got to admit, I am not all that I think I am. <laughs> Hallelujah. God wanted Moses to see him as he sees him. Uh, God wanted to Moses to recognize his mistakes. And the moment Moses humbled himself before God, God began to reveal Moses' destiny. A lot of times our blessing is hung up because we will not admit who we are or we will not accept information from a baby. I do believe that if a house is on fire and a child says fire, fire, you, you, you shouldn't be talking about you too young. You don't know what you're talking about. 
A lot of folk have lost their, their deliverance. They have lost their blessing because they fail to listen to what God will have them to hear. Listen, God knows exactly where we are and exactly what we all are going through. He sees, he cares, he's aware, and most importantly, he is able to move us out of ourselves. What the devil wants to do is to keep us bound, but God has all power. God loves us. The devil says God don't love us, but I'm going to tell you, he loved us so much uh, that he sent his only begotten son uh, that, that he died that we may have a right to the tree of life. You may say more that, that, that the things you're going through you can't bear. Uh, people of Israel said that, but God knows that he has a plan for all of us. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob still lives, he still cares, and he still delivers. So God let Moses know what's going on in Egypt. And then as Moses stands with his head bowed and his mouth wide open, you need to understand that there are times when, when God would tell you something or, or reveal you, to you something and it leave you mouth wide open. <laughs> But then God told Moses, he said in verse 10, it says, therefore, go, I'm sending you to the Pharaoh so that you may lead my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. What? What is God trying to say to Moses and to us? Moses, before you fell from grace in Egypt, before you came as a, as a lonely shepherd, you were prideful and arrogant, but, but you were so full of yourself that there was no way you could be full of me. Well, God is looking for, for the bush that will burn for his glory. God is not looking for a special vessel or special bush. God is looking for a burnable bush, a fillable vessel. Doesn't matter how dry and thorny the bush or how cracked and broken or used or abused the vessel is. All God wants is a vessel that is willing to be filled by his Holy Spirit so that God can get the glory out of our lives. And I'm going to put, I'm going to put a pin right here. There are three mistakes we can make as, as a bush that God wants to light. The first one is this here. We can run before we are sent. Two, we can retreat after we have failed. And three, we can resist when we are called. We have to make up our mind what we're going to do for the Lord. God uses broken vessels. We need to stop talking about when I get myself right. The truth of the matter is you've been working on yourself all your life uh, and you still haven't got yourself right. Uh, give it to the Lord uh, and let the Lord make a way out of no way. Stop listening to other folk talking about what you need to stop doing. Ask God because folk will have you taken off your love. Haven't you taken off your compassion? Have you taken off your understanding of folk? Ask God what you need to take off. And I'm not talking about taking off clothes. I'm talking about God looking at our hearts so that he can tell us what we need to take off. We have to make our decision. Not tomorrow. 
Not next week. But we need to make our decision today. Yes, this was just an ordinary day. But let God use that day. Let God use this day to turn your life around. Hallelujah. Because we all are broken vessels. Regardless of what is going on in our lives, God can still use you. Stop listening to what other folks can say about God can use you. If God can use, hallelujah, if he can use a donkey, if God can make a donkey speak, don't you think he can deal with us? Yes, he can. All we have to do is say, Lord, I'm broken. I messed up. But Lord, help me. Help me to be a better person. That I can do your will. That I can go and help somebody. And Lord, as I'm broken, let your love abide in our hearts that we will be compassionate to one another that we will love one another as you have loved us let us stop looking on the exterior and look on the interior I'm closing in this the Holy Spirit just reminded me of this illustration I love illustrations once upon a time this dog ran out in the street Got hit by a car. Laid on the side of the road. And began to rot. You know, if you ever seen a rotten animal, there's stench. There's flies and everything else around that animal. But there somebody came. Looked at the dog. What did they say? They looked at the dog and says, my, he had good teeth. Sometimes we have to look beyond the mess, beyond the stench, beyond the smell, and look at the good. Hallelujah. Look at the good. Because, like they say, there's some bad in all of us. And there's some good in all of us. Sometimes we have to look hard to find the good. But there is good. And, re and remember, you are made in the image of God. Therefore, you have some good in you. Therefore, the, the people that we interact with, they also have some good in them. And we need to look for the good. Because when we look for the good, we'll be able to find it. Sometimes you got to look hard, but keep on looking. Because God is able to show us who we are and what he will have us to be. I true and I do believe that something has been said to an mm -hmm. Encourage your heart 
to bring you closer to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So as the old folks say, as you as you begin to to, to chew on this word, let this word go deep within your heart that will give you strength for the day. Amen. Jesus is the light of the world. And as we take that in our hearts and let us kind of chew on that and let us remember that God uses ordinary days. Stop waiting for something extraordinary to happen in your life. Use what you got. Like he told Moses, uh, use what's in your hand. And therefore, that's what we need to do is use what we have. If our hearts and minds are clear, our benediction is as follows. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Go out today and go out this week and share the love of Christ and let someone know that he lives because he lives within you. Find someone that thinks as though they should not deserve your love and your compassion and do what God has done for us. 
overshadow them with love. A lot of times what happens is that if we just take the time to love somebody, somebody will become closer in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I trust and believe that you're going to have a great week and do and keep those that are going through uh, bereavement and prayer that as we walk with them and strengthen them along their journey. If our hearts and minds are clear, uh, let us say amen. 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 And amen. Until, amen. Until we meet again.